What's going on here? Resistance is futile. This, indeed, you are powerful. Is in my hand. Oh. Fan effect. Barbenheimer weekend. Am I saying it right? Well, yeah. Is that how it is? Barbenheimer is what they've been calling it. That's what they've been calling it. All right. It is time for What to Watch. We have Andy Farnsworth, host of the movie show on KSL News Radio, as well as KSL's Fan Effect podcast. Andy, I wore pink. I did not do it for the Barbie movie. However, I love pink, and I'm glad that it matches up. Okay, I've said it. I think you did you it subconsciously <laughs> on purpose. Blonde hair. I know. I did not purposely dress like a Barbie today. So you asked about Barbenheimer, but on the movie show, we argued it should be Oppen Barbie because you'll want to start with Oppenheimer and then watch Barbie if you're going to do both. That's kind of what I'd say uh, that you do. So Oppenheimer first. But as far as which one we talk about first, let's go with Barbie instead. That's right. She's perhaps the most famous toy doll of all time. And now she finally makes her live action big screen debut. Barbie is from director Greta. Gerwig, who also co-wrote the story. Margot Robbie takes on the task of personifying stereotypical Barbie. You see, in Barbie land, everybody is named Barbie. But like President Barbie and Dr. Barbie and even the discontinued ones like Pregnant Barbie. There's also a skipper, but they mostly ignore her. Same story for Ken. All the boys in Barbie land are named Ken except for one named Alan. But the Ken we follow through most of the movie is played by Ryan Gosling. To avoid spoiling things, the story is basically that Barbie's living a perfect life in her perfect world until the day she starts thinking about death for some reason. This causes her to not feel perfect every day anymore. She eventually finds out she'll need to journey to the real world to fix the problem. When Ken goes with her, he finds out that things in the real world aren't like they are in Barbie land. For example, men are in charge of most things, something he's not used to. Now, I honestly don't want to say any more than that, but this storyline really lends itself to some hilarious moments. There's no other way to say it. But it seems like Barbie lives up to the hype around it. It's hilarious. I laughed almost the whole time. It skewers stereotypes, tropes, toys, attitudes, music. It walks the line between satire and mocking without really crossing over, which it easily could have done the other way. I feel like there were some similarities in humor with the Lego movie, but at the same time, it had moments that caused others in the theater to applaud. Other times, they were crying. I didn't cry. The sets are colorful and imaginative, and I can't think of a better person to play stereotypical Barbie from a looks perspective than Margot Robbie. Oh, and Ryan Gosling nearly steals the show as Ken, including his own song. Speaking of that, get ready, because you are going to be hearing the soundtrack from this movie everywhere for the next little while. Barbie's rated PG-13 and will be most appreciated by those older than 10 or 11. Content-wise, there's a couple of jokes about Barbie and Ken's anatomy, but that's about it. I give it three and a half out of four stars, and it's only in theaters. Now, on the completely other side of the spectrum, as far as movie-going experience is concerned, Oppenheimer from acclaimed director Christopher Nolan. It stars Killian Murphy as J. Robert Oppenheimer, the physicist who led the project to build the first atomic bomb during World War II. Because this is Christopher Nolan, who seems to enjoy jumping around in time during his films, Oppenheimer feels kind of like two movies wrapped into one. The story you're probably expecting to see when you buy a ticket is the story of Oppenheimer being recruited to the Manhattan Project and then the process of creating, testing, and dropping the nuclear bombs. And you do get that, obviously, but you also get an extended look at the other parts of Oppenheimer's life, including his activities and struggles pre-war and post-war. And Nolan is not shy about showing Oppenheimer's flaws alongside his intellectual brilliance. Visually, the movie shows off every bit of the talent that Nolan possesses as a filmmaker. I found Oppenheimer to be one of the more interesting and entertaining history lessons that I've had in a while. There's an incredible cast, Robert Downey Jr., Emily Blunt, Florence Pugh, Josh Hartnett, Rami Malek, Matt Damon. 
And I found myself kind of glad that I didn't know all the history behind these events because I could enjoy it more as a movie. A couple of big warnings. First, the three-hour runtime. I was interested enough in the story that I didn't feel it was overly long as I was watching it, but by the end, I was wondering when it was going to wrap up. The other warning is the R rating. There's a not insignificant amount of nudity in addition to the adult language. For me, Oppenheimer is a three out of four star movie. Those who are interested already in seeing this story told, or those who are fans of Christopher Nolan, I think will enjoy it most. It's playing only in theaters. Another movie opening today of local interest is called Go West, the first feature length film from the original cast of BYU TV's comedy series, Studio C. Now the cast, who left Studio C a few years ago and formed their own JK Studios, all play multiple roles in the film, which tells of a group of pioneers who head west along the Oregon Trail, suffering all kinds of silly setbacks and silly mishaps along the way. A multi-widowed woman named Aveline wants to reunite with her kids that she'd already sent ahead to Oregon. So she drags along her sister, who has just about every health problem imaginable. Also in the group is a nice man named Elijah, who seems to be interested in Aveline, and a crazy captain leading the way. They're followed by a crazy obsessed lady named Robert, yes, Robert, who much like the fabled paper boys of Better Off Dead, will get the money she's owed no matter where she has to go. To tell the truth, Go West did kind of feel like a comedy sketch that was stretched out to feature length or actually several sketches strung together rather than a fully fleshed out story. But honestly, I was laughing so much I didn't even care. Fans of the actors, of which there are many here in Utah, will no doubt enjoy this. But what makes it even better is that it's not just a bunch of inside jokes for Utahns and lazy stereotypes. Everybody can find something to laugh at because this cast is so comedically talented. It's farce and it makes no attempt to be serious, which works in its favor. Go West is unrated but safe for the whole family, and it's playing only in theaters. Now, we've got a few items on our honorable mention list this week. These are movies and shows that we didn't have time to discuss in more detail. First up are a couple of sports documentaries available now about two NBA players who had a massive impact on the game in two different eras. On Apple TV Plus, we have Stephen Curry, Underrated. It's a two-hour movie that tells the story of the four-time NBA champion and two-time league MVP, beginning in his days as a scrawny high school kid, continuing in his days as a scrawny college kid, and then culminating with him winning his fourth NBA championship in 2022. It's a must-watch for fan of today's NBA or just basketball in general. More than any other player, Curry has made the NBA into a three-point shot-focused league that it is today. The other documentary is a three-part series on uh, Paramount Plus about the late, great NBA Hall of Famer Wilt Chamberlain called Goliath. Chamberlain, who is still the only player in history to score 100 points in a single NBA game, transformed not just how the game was played by his size and athleticism, but he also changed how a black athlete could be paid in sports and the type of lifestyle he could enjoy. Of course, many people of a certain age remember Chamberlain's claim to have been with 20,000 women, and believe me, that gets discussed in the documentary multiple times but also the many other sides of his personality. It's also unique in that it uses AI to simulate Wilt's voice to say things he wrote in his book before he died. Over on Netflix, fans of Jamie Foxx can check out his new movie, They Cloned Tyrone. It also stars John Boyega of the Star Wars sequel trilogy and Tiona Paris of WandaVision and the upcoming Captain Marvel movie sequel. They play three people in a small town that stumble onto a vast conspiracy happening almost literally right under their noses. When Boyega's character gets shot dead, and then the next day he shows back up as if nothing happened. How? Well, the title of the show is They Cloned Tyrone, so I'm going to let you figure it out. I thought the movie had some funny moments, but eventually the constant use of the F word and the N word just got to be too much for me. 
Finally, fans of the series Justified are thrilled to have a sequel series now available on Hulu called Justified City Primeval, a new chapter in the adventures of Raylan Givens, played by Timothy Oliphant. This new series is based on Elmore Leonard's novel City Primeval, High Noon in Detroit. Givens leaves his home in Miami to head to Detroit to investigate something where he runs into a sociopathic desperado. Who will leave Detroit alive? Well, I don't know because I didn't get to watch this one, but my movie show co-host Steve Sales loved the first two episodes, which are streaming on Hulu right now. Now, looking ahead to next week, nothing near as big as Barbenheimer, just a movie based on Disney's Haunted Mansion ride. Eh. Also, an animated movie about a couple of miraculous French superheroes named Ladybug and Cat Noir. Believe me, it is way more popular than you might think. Wait, you just gave the Haunted Mansion a eh? Well, I mean, it's not like Barbenheimer. I know, I know, but... I haven't been on Haunted... I'm just going to tell you this right now. I haven't been on the Haunted Mansion ride enough times. I've been on it twice in my life. Okay. So all the Easter eggs in that movie just right over my head. All right. For those of us who are loyalists. No, and I will have that perspective. (laughs) Someone will give that perspective. But you loved Barbie. But I really loved it. You loved it. I really loved it. Oh, I can't wait to see it this weekend. Andy, thank you so much. You're welcome. We'll be right back. Hey, thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful, and I invite you to check out my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on ksltv.com. I'll see you there.